0: Click on Detroit, what is going on? This is the 4th and 4 podcast right here on clickondetroit.com. You can also get us on iTunes, right Ian? That's right, follow us on iTunes now. This is like the big deal now, this is like the big show
1: right here, we've made it. We are a big deal, when, once you're on iTunes you're a big deal I think.
0: The money starts flowing once you're on iTunes and trust me, the money uh, will not be flowing. But uh, Ian, we I just want to jump right into it, alright buddy, last week, we, we you... I say we, but I really mean you. You came out last week, and you threw your weight around here. You, you, you.
1: Which is a little less than it has been, because I'm losing a little weight. Hey, good for
0: you, man. You look fantastic. But um, your fantasy picks were not as fantastic.
1: My shirt looks better than my fantasy big picks for last week.
0: Absolutely. You came out and said Cam Newton was not going to score 10 points in fantasy football. Wrong. You were wrong on that. I was wrong. You were still wrong, but much less wrong in saying that Cam Newton was not going to be a top 12 quarterback in week one. Tenth overall. It's not bad, Ian. But I was close. Dude, I'll give you, you know what, I'll go ahead and just, I'm going to give you the win on that. Okay. I'm going to give you the Let's win because split. I did not think I was he was good. On You the were way ten off points. on the 10 points. Then you realized you were way off on the 10 points. Right. So I'll give you credit for at least realizing and understanding that you were so far off and saying Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton could play at like 30% with an arm b- tied behind his back and he'd still get over 10 fantasy points. So Cam Newton own- owners, don't worry. He's going to get more than 10 fantasy points. He may have had 10 every fantasy points starts. running the ball last week. Probably. Yeah. He probably did because he's RB1 for that team, and he's obviously QB1 for that team. He ended up getting 22.1 points in the league that I track. Um, that put him at number 10. So it's, it, it's not a bad number, 22.1, but when you consider that Jameis Winston and Alex Smith all outscored him, you'd be disappointed as a Cam Newton owner after Thursday. Yeah, of course. I think so. But if you had Cam Newton and, say, Kelvin Benjamin on your team, then you were pretty happy after you Thursday You were very happy. Game.
1: Kelvin Benjamin looked good.
0: Yeah, he looked the part. He, he looked, looked like, like he, he... looked two years ago.
1: Yes. He looks like they're going to be a very good combination all season.
0: Sucks a little bit for Greg Olsen owners. I mean, uh, Greg's still Tough got week. some targets, but... You can just tell with Benjamin out there, Cam feels very confident throwing to him.
1: Yeah, they are good. They got a good chemistry for sure.
0: Yeah, he looked his way a lot. And, and he's still, listen, on third downs, he's still going to go to Greg Olson because he knows Greg Olson's the moneymaker. Greg Olson's the guy that's going to make the catch, and it's going to be a much safer play so, with Greg Olson. Yeah. The and one thing I
1: that. got out of Benjamin doing well was that Devin Funches was not really a thing.
0: No, he was and not. And I thought
1: he was going to be really cutting into the to Benjamin's you know, and that doesn't stats, seem to be the case. It was not the case week one.
0: It just seems like that team is still gonna be a run first team, whether it's with Cam Newton or Jonathan Stewart, who looked really good.
1: He looked better. I mean we'll get to CJ Anderson a little later, but yeah. they both look much better than I they expected. They both
0: ran the ran the ball with purpose. And yeah. I and I didn't expect them to do that against the defenses that they were going up against. Right. So you know Carolina's gonna run the ball and then when they go to pass it's either going to be Greg Olson or kelvin benjamin so i don't think any other receiver on that team you have to go really you have to be in a really deep league uh to 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 comfortably play ted Ginn, who's still going to get some looks and Ginn obviously is always a a potential to go 80 yards for the touchdown so that helps his value but i would probably stay away from those guys i think the only fantasy guys on that offense is obviously cam newton as a quarterback one i think kelvin benjamin showed that he can be a wide receiver number one on your team and greg olson for sure is a tight end number one on your team still Jonathan Stewart, I like the way he ran better than what I thought. I'd probably slot him at an R B two going forward. If he did if he could rush the way he ran against a Denver Broncos defense. He's startable. Yeah, he's definitely startable. As a flex, he's fantastic. If he's your R B three, that's great. I think I'd be comfortable having him in as an R B two. But Ian it wasn't just Cam Newton.
1: I was wrong about a little bit more than Cam Newton. It
0: wasn't just Cam Newton. I'm going to give you a little bit of a pass for this one, mostly because I was right there behind you, cheerleading you on. Uh, devastating injury for Keenan Allen and the San Diego Chargers.
1: Yeah, that that, that is going to hurt my personal uh, fantasy season in a lot of leagues. Not anything like what it does to Keenan Allen or Chargers fans. Yeah. So
0: really, I, I have nothing to cry over. Um, don't feel too bad for Chargers fans, because there's like 13 of them in San Diego. So I wouldn't feel too bad for, San Diego. Are they San still Diego in San Chargers Diego? Fan. I don't know. I just if, call if them the, the Chargers. If the tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it make a noise? So, like, if no one's there in San Diego to watch a football game, are they really playing in San Diego? I don't know. Who cares?
1: You know who is playing in San Diego? Who's playing in San Diego? Danny Woodhead. Oh, my goodness. This guy grabs some serious value from this injury. You
0: mean Danny Woodhead... RB1 on your fantasy football team. Easily
1: in a PPR league should be an RB1.
0: And you told me something a little bit earlier off uh, off camera, off microphone that <laughs> let's be honest. It wasn't <laughs> off microphone. It was on microphone but kind of off microphone. We just let's weren't just recording.
1: You told the me the first time I talked about
0: that that Danny Woodhead had a heck of a game rushing the ball.
1: Right. So the question I asked you was over under 12 carries, and you said under. I would have been way under that. 16 carries, 89 yards, just rushing this week. I
0: mean, that makes him like the fourth leading rusher in the NFL, just on rushing yards. Right,
1: that's a great question. I think question. Lamar, Miller was, o- Lamar Miller
0: was over 100 he, rushing yards. And he was number and one. And then D'Angelo Williams took over, I believe. Though. I right. think D'Angelo Williams had well over 100 yards. So those are your only two 100-yard rushers. And Danny Wood had an 89 rushing 89, yards. Yeah. I mean, that's so impressive. Now with Keenan Allen gone, I'd I, I'd feel he was comfortable. Fifth. fifth in the NFL in rushing Danny Woodhead. Williams,
1: Miller, Forte, C.J. Anderson, Danny Woodhead. It's amazing. And that's without
0: any of his catching. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think I would be comfortable going forward saying Danny Woodhead is Phillip Rivers' number one option going forward right now. Yeah. He is the guy that Rivers is going to be the most comfortable with when he drops back to pass and we talked about this, Danny Woodhead is a touchdown vulture as well. And now Melvin Gordon got him for two two short runs, but they love to run the ball with Woodhead out of the shotgun in the red zone. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, you you don't notice this if you just look at the stat sheet. You have to watch a Chargers game to see that they will line up four receivers and Danny Woodhead, or three receivers and a tight end, Danny Woodhead in the backfield inside the five, and then just hand off to him inside, and they love and to do it. it. They love it's it. those
0: inside runs, Woodhead finds the creases, the quick ones, and he always dives for it. The guy is so tiny, but he always finishes his runs out there. I mean, he's he's such a good football player. That, that I think that's the best way to describe him. He plays the position of a running back, but Danny, Woodhead, make no mistake about it, he's a football player, He's and he's a really good football player. But those weren't the only things you were wrong about.
1: It was not the only you thing I was wrong about. You sat
0: here last week. And told everyone that would listen that rookie running back Zeke Elliott was going to go to the Hall of Fame after week one. You said something like he was going to get 13 touchdowns in week one. And you got lucky that he snuck into the end zone once because he's a rookie in the NFL and you got so infatuated with that Dallas Cowboys offensive line
1: everybody's infatuated with the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Do not give up on them. Week one can only tell so many stories. The Giants were very good this week. Okay. And I believe that going forward, he will still be very good. The one guy I'm concerned about in that Dallas offense is not Zeke Elliott. Okay. It's Don't
0: Dez say Bryant. It. Don't say it. Dez Bryant. Dez is so good. Um, is he? Dak was – I think Dak – Played with some nerves, mixed with—I don't want to say he if had a, a big head. If a
1: receiver is on the field, yes. but his quarterback can't get him the ball. Yes, does it matter how good he
0: is? Yeah, it's not good. I understand what you're—I understand what you're saying, but let me let me let me defend Des a little bit here, as I drafted him in just about every league I could. Let me defend Des here in saying that Dak had a great preseason, and Dak threw some touchdown passes to Des Bryant in preseason, and when Romo went down. A lot of people, including myself, said who cares because Dak is legit.
1: He looked good, right, so in the Dak, preseason. Dak,
0: I think all week, was telling himself, this is fine. I did it in preseason. What's going to be the difference? And then probably on Saturday night, it, like, hit him. He was like, wait a second. I'm playing a division rival. This is a big game. I'm playing in a game, the game of the week, America's game of the week. You know, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are calling my game whoa. So when Dak went out there on Sunday, I think his mindset turned from, this is going to be the exact same thing as preseason, as this is like the Super Bowl times a thousand for him. I think he tried to be very precise. He didn't want to turn the ball over. And I could only imagine how much they like ingrained that in his mind. Like, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over. But he played that way. He played like a scared quarterback. Not so much scared that he's going to get hurt or get hit like that, but he played scared in the sense that he didn't try to force anything. And the guy had 45 chances to force something. Because they threw the ball a lot. Right. And he did he even throw the ball past 15 yards downfield. And if he did, it was like a throwaway.
1: Right. The one, the, the one thing that you can tell from the preseason was that he was not scared. Yep. Because it was preseason. Yep. And he wasn't seeing real defenses. Yep. He was seeing very watered-down defenses. Yep. So when he saw a real NFL scheme defense where a team schemed for him, he did not look good, and you can tell he's scared because every throw he every throw he made was to Jason Witten. Yeah, and Jason Witten was like you said within fifteen yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and so you could tell that he just relied on his safety blanket. He did not want to throw the outside. Yeah, he did not want to throw deep. Yeah, and that really hurt Des. Now. Will that change going forward? Yeah,
0: this is a big week to find out because he's going up against a Redskins defense that Ben Roethlisberger was able to do whatever he wanted against them. D'Angelo Williams was able to do anything he wanted against them. Antonio Brown got anything he wanted against him. I mean, Washington, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, was playing man coverage with no deep safeties, and they were just letting Antonio Brown destroy
1: their corners. But would have been completely fine with that. Totally on board with that. If Josh Norman covers Antonio yep. Brown, how do you yep. go out yep. and pay all that money for everything for Josh Norman? Yep. And then week one, yep, you keep him lined up on the same side of the field, and he doesn't shadow Antonio yep. Brown, the best receiver in the league. How do every you not touchdown, follow? every touchdown that Antonio Brown had came on the other, other side, side of the field. Absolutely. And D'Angelo Hall could not get over. So you thought you had a safety over the top. And he was playing too far out most of the time. Yep. How is Josh Norman not covering Antonio Brown? Who else do they like? Have? Why do you get him? Why, why do you go right. out
0: and get him? Just you, let him, let him, let him stay in Carolina. Then what's the point of spending all the money in the world? This just is to a put guy on the left
1: side of the field. Yeah, like Who this cares? is a
0: guy that we saw.
1: Hey, he covered that left side really yeah, well. Yeah, really well.
0: Wow, good for you against uh, the nobodies that right. Pittsburgh. Sammy or, so, or, right. So you, you're telling me that. You you Did they not see the game film against ODB, against Odell last year, where he completely took Odell Beckham out of the game right. when Carolina played the Giants in the right. season last year? He completely got in his head. He completely shut him up with his physicality. Well, that's what you got to do against Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown will beat your press on anyone probably not named Josh Norman.
1: Take Josh Norman, put him on Antonio Brown, have him shadow him all over the field, and put D'Angelo over the top, D'Angelo Hall over the mm-hmm. top. And then make everyone else beat me. Yes. Make Roethlisberger. Make throw Eli two. Rogers
0: get touchdowns right. that don't bounce off someone's helmet. Right. Make Eli make Rogers, guys, Sammy Coates, you know, whoever, make them know, beat you. These guys that cause they they're, they're thin after that. You got a suspension right. for one. Wheaton didn't go. I mean, you, you got a Pittsburgh team that only could have beat you with D'Angelo Williams and Antonio Brown, and you and didn't they, take, and take and away they're the two Brown. Guys that got off. Right. And it just it's inexcusable. So we'll see. I think this is a big week for. Some of those guys on that Cowboys offense, because if D'Angelo can go for a hundred yards, then Zeke should go for over a hundred yards, and if Antonio Brown can do what he did last week, then Dez should do what he did last week. So I think that's those are th- the Cowboys' offensive players this week. It's going to be very interesting to kind of see how they exploit that Redskins defense that was that looked very poor. They looked very, very poor. You have
1: to think. You have to think they put Josh Norman on Dez. They can't make that mistake two weeks Probably, in a row, right?
0: yeah. And, and, and you would have to think, but who knows? I mean, maybe this yeah. is the scheme. Maybe this is the scheme. I they see like this, everyone in their own place.
1: If I see this again this week, I will pick number one receivers – Against Washington for the rest of the season. Why wouldn't you? And how Gosh. could you say that when you yeah. wouldn't they have Josh Norman? They have the
0: number one, maybe one of the best best in the corner in the league. It's ridiculous. Um, and I so I would say uh, real quick, just a shame on them. Uh, I want to do something real quick with you, Ian. Uh, and I'm just gonna, we'll, let let's just fly by this as fast as you can. I'm gonna name off the matchup every week, and you tell me one guy that you just think, and we'll both do this. And um, You just give me one guy real quick, quick explanation, just get it real fast. We'll start off on Thursday, Jets at the Bills. Who's a guy you like in that game?
1: I like Matt Forte, and I like him because of where you got him, and I like him for his, his, his daily fantasy cost. He looked really good week one. He did not look old. He looked like he's the only guy there. Bilal Powell played a little bit. But I really, really liked. Yeah, I like Forte Matt as Forte. well. I also
0: like Shady McCoy. I think uh, the Bills are going to have to force the ball to him. I think they just they just have to get him the ball. Yeah, their offensive him. line did not look good. The ball good. just needs to go to McCoy as Next game on the docket is Baltimore Ravens at those wonderful Cleveland Browns.
1: Well, I'm hoping that Josh McCown is the guy that makes a difference for the Browns. Because Gary Barnage would really like Josh McCown yep. to show up. Yeah, yeah. And those receivers would really like a quarterback who could throw yeah, them the ball. That's a great point. I and think Barnage is big for yeah. you. I
0: think you're absolutely right on that. Zero one. points we one. I want. also well, – yeah, it's crazy. Gotta I also like – McCown's got to uh, help him. I also like Mike Wallace as well. It seems like Flacco likes him and they can air it out. Yeah, if Mike Wallace and has
1: another big week, yeah. you got to make sure you go get him yep. if you if you haven't if already. If he's out there yet. Yeah.
0: Uh, next game, Dolphins at the Patriots.
1: Okay, so my guy – Kenny Stills, week okay. one, had a huge drop. He did. That would have made the game completely different. every offensive snap, yep. 53 offensive snaps. Yep. He played every offensive snap, and he only had two fantasy points in a yep. PPR a league. So I think that he turns that around. He gets a couple of big plays. They did target him, and I think that Kenny Stills shows why he is gonna. He is the number two there, and Devontae Parker is gonna be right in the final. Okay, year.
0: I'll stick. Uh, I'll stick with Garrett Blount. I just think that New England wants to run the football without with Garoppolo in there, and I think they'll continue to run the football with uh, Blount. He looked great in Week One. A Little I extra. Think, uh, I think he'll continue there.
1: A Little extra there. Every time we try to ride off Julian Edelman, he just goes out and catches, like, yeah. 25 balls. Yeah, he's just a good football player. Yeah. Uh,
0: Cowboys at Redskins, we kind of talked about this already. Um, I think any Cowboys offensive player, and I think you agree with me, right?
1: Yeah, any Cowboys offensive player needs to step up, and uh, Kirk Cousins needs to step up compared to what he did last night.
0: He most certainly you know, does. Let's go to the next game, Titans at these Detroit Lions, who looked really good week one.
1: Yeah, Lions looked really good. Stafford really looked like he has ownership. Uh, I'll talk about him again. Tajay Sharp had seven catches. Uh, Mariota, if he doesn't turn over the ball against the Vikings uh, as many times as he did, which you called, um, I think Mariota could have a big week, and I think this is another game where you just go out and get as many guys in this game as you can because it's going to be high-scoring.
0: Yeah, the Lions gave up three touchdowns to tight ends uh, in Week 1, and they're going up against a pretty darn good tight end in uh, Delaney Walker. So I think Delaney's your big play this week. I also think Theo Riddick and Amir Abdullah continue because the Lions God, they were good so wrong they were in so being able good. to run the football uh, last week. So good on them. Good on Caldwell and uh, Jim Bob for getting those boys right because they ran the ball with a purpose last week, and the running backs looked fantastic. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs at the Houston Texans. The Texans, who um, we liked a lot last week, and I think they performed maybe they performed well. I mean, Will Fuller was the big one. But um, I think they were right around where we thought they were going to be. I think maybe we were expecting a couple more touchdowns. But who do you like this week? Chiefs at Texans.
1: I mean, again, I just like that, that whole – if I can see that whole Texans offense do it against somebody who isn't the Chicago Bears, yep. then I'm all in all season yep. on them. You know, the Bears, we said we're going to be a bad defense, so – um but I think Osweiler played well I think he overthrew a couple they could have had a couple more touchdowns mm-hmm. Lamar Miller 28 mm-hmm. so I just like that whole offense as a whole I say buy in again for another week
0: it's a tough one I don't really love this matchup so uh, I don't really have a lot of names to give you I think Start your usual suspects, the starters that you drafted high from that game, but I'm not crazy about this from, an, from a fantasy matchup. I'm
1: really curious to see what happens with Jamal Charles. Yeah, yeah. Does just, he cut it's just into such that? It's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. It's just,
0: it's, I'm a little worried with it, that one, so I'd yeah. be a little hesitant um, on starting maybe like number two and number three players in that team because I don't know how much points are going to come out of that game. Uh, next one up, the surprising, probably the most surprising team of the week last week, San Francisco 49ers going at Carolina, 0-1 Carolina.
1: I mean, I'm not saying play Blaine Gabbert, but I think Blaine Gabbert makes Carlos Hyde better. Okay. Because he was able to run the read option, okay. because he was able to move the ball down the field. Not deep, but he was able to run officially the Chip Kelly offense. That makes Carlos Hyde better, sure. so I like Carlos Hyde again.
0: Blaine Gabriel was one of those guys when he got drafted; he was like being touted as like the can't miss prospect right. he had all the tools, and for some reason it just never came together. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here after one game against the Los Angeles Rams and say that it's been put together. Not but the hasn't. Rams have a pretty good. But defense. the Rams do have a good defense, and, they were, and the the Niners just dominated that football game. Yeah. Um, I like your Carolina starters. I like Benjamin uh, going forward, and I really think he'll uh, he'll put a stamp going forward. I think he's just playing with a purpose. He looked so he looked so much bigger than everyone on the football field last week against a really big physical Broncos defense. So I think that continues throughout the season, especially this week at home against San Francisco. All right, going to the next game on our docket, we'll go Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh offense looked great on Monday night, Ian.
1: Yeah, they did, and I'd say just stick with D'Angelo until uh, Le'Veon comes back, um, and I hope that the Bengals have a better plan for covering Antonio Brown. But he's probably going to get his point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's probably going to get his points. Uh, I like A.J. Green as well. I think A.J. gets his wherever he goes. It doesn't matter who A.J. Green plays This could be a pretty
1: high-scoring game this week.
0: It should be. It it really should be. Uh, Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the New York Giants. What do you like there?
1: Eli Manning, my start of the week. Uh, You saw what Derek Carr was able to do against New Orleans. I think this will probably be the highest-scoring game. I think you can probably safely say that about every New Orleans game this season. Yeah. Um, obviously, love Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed. That, that whole combination week one was amazing. Let's hope Colby Fleener can uh, catch more than one pass. But uh, Eli's my start of the week. Yeah,
0: the way I said in that Chiefs-Texans game, maybe stay away from your secondary and third options from from a fantasy standpoint. I would start everyone in this game. Yeah. New Orleans versus the Giants. Any player you have on your roster from either of those two teams, put them in your lineup because you're probably going to score points. Next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who uh, looked really good week one, versus the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston has to start for your fantasy team until yep. further notice. Um,
0: I they're just going to throw, and they're going to score points, and he's going to have some hiccups along the way, but Tampa Bay will continue to score points all season long, and I think their defense gets better as the year goes by, which um, uh, might put them in better situations. I think I think your Tampa Bay guys, I think Winston and Mike Evans and Dougie, Dougie Martin are starters, Pretty much every week even on the road against a really good arizona defense uh next up you got a nfc matchup the seahawks at the rams los Angeles' first game in like 20 years
1: and uh no, maybe no russell wilson this week yeah and maybe a little monitor. more thomas
0: Rawls this week
1: For Should. so uh i want nothing to do with this game yeah. period
0: something to monitor keep I don't looking want at russell wilson i mean i'm a big uh i'm a big uh, doug baldwin guy but obviously with no russell wilson that hurts him um Gurley, just the Rams looked so bad against San Francisco, and they're home, and so maybe that'll help. Who knows? I think this, I, I lumped this with the Chiefs, Texans. Stay away from stay this game. Stay as far Girly away from this game to as be you in can. Your lineup yeah, you drafted top of course. Five. So Gurley's in your lineup, but don't expect much from him.
1: I, don't, I wouldn't play, I don't know that I play Kristen Michael. I don't know that yeah, I play I Thomas I, I, I would just
0: probably sit around all week. Yeah, those I, guys I think Gurley's the out only fear. person you start from Girly this game. Gurley might be the only play in this game. Uh, the next win. game, uh, stick in the state of California. Got the Falcons traveling to Oakland to play the Raiders.
1: I, the Falcons having to go all the way across the country, I think Oakland probably lights them up, and I think Derek Carr probably has another huge game against this bad Atlanta. I mean, look what look what Jameis did, all right? And then and just think of that being like Amari Cooper. It's going to be and a man, blueprint. I can sit here
0: all day and tell you why the Raiders are the greatest football organization in the history of mankind, but I'm not going to because you don't want to hear it. Um, that's for another time and another place and another podcast. Um, yeah, go with your Raider players. Julio will also torch that Raider defense, though. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the San Diego Chargers. We talked about Danny Woodhead. I think this is obvious, right? Yeah, Danny, 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 Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead, Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Uh, Colts at the Broncos. Anything here?
1: Uh, I mean, this is one of those situations where if you have Andrew Luck and Jameis Winston, Yeah. I start Jameis Winston. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Luck obviously torched the Lions last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Lots and lots and lots of fantasy points. Mm-hmm. This is not the Lions. Yeah. Um, I'd be nervous if I the had. The Colts
0: aren't that good of a football team, Ian. No. Uh, they don't have a good defense. And could Andrew you know, Luck do what Blake Bortles did last year and just put up outrageous numbers? And Andrew Luck, as an actual quarterback basis, is better than Blake Bortles. Yeah. I don't think anyone will argue with me on that one and if the Colts is behind season, if the Colts yeah. are behind in these games yeah. and luck just gets to wing it and play back against a prevent defense he will tear it up so as an andrew luck owner i'm hoping the broncos go up 21-0 at halftime and then put it in cruise control and i hope to see andrew luck throw four touchdowns in the second half cuz that
1: Well you know really how they're going to get there you got to start cj anderson you have to start I mean, cj anderson, C. anderson is, cj anderson is probably rb1 this week because he was of so how
0: impressive, Ian. I was I was one, thoroughly impressed. With and the look way he how looked.
1: bad, look how bad the Colts were. They got worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that means Trevor Simeon's going to go off, but I do think that you just C.J. Anderson maybe R.B. One this week.
0: I think you're right on that one. Uh, two more games left. Packers at Vikings. Anything here?
1: That Vikings defense looked good last week. The Vikings offense looked very bad. I think Aaron Rodgers is much better than than uh, Marcus yeah. Mariota, yeah. and so I think Aaron Rodgers pretty much does whatever he wants this week. I think so,
0: too. I think Randall Cobb also kind of comes into his own as a little X factor in this game because I think that's going to be the one thing that the Vikings can't cover everything on the field. I, I don't really Cobb love Eddie Lacy, Lacy though. No, no, no. I got him as my uh, – yeah. we'll hear Eddie Lacy's name a little bit later on. Uh, final game of the week, Philadelphia Eagles at the Chicago Bears. Anything here? Could – I mean, Could you Jordan start Matthews? Carson Wentz? Yeah, I, I love Jordan Matthews. I, I, I love Jordan Matthews. Um, how would you feel starting Carson Wentz? oh god
1: who are my other options yeah. i guess if i had if i had rg3 and yeah you know i you punted no at running back him. yeah
0: then you have no problem going yeah
1: I, I still think there's probably too many other options
0: could you start Carson Wentz? Yes. This is like one of those games where but if your starting quarterback was on a bye week, you'd love to have Carson Wentz sure. on your bench in this matchup. So pretty yeah. much going forward down the season, when your quarterback has a bye week, check and see who the Bears are playing because if that quarterback's available, that's probably where that's you're going to you want to go. Yep. Uh, Ian, let's quickly uh, go through this as well. It's something where we're going to do every week here over and under on some of these big names. We did it last week and we were pretty spot on on most. The one that sticks out to me is you didn't think Eli was going to have as good of a game as he did. He ended up throwing those three touchdown passes. So he was over uh, to your under, but uh, pretty much Across the board, we were pretty much in agreement last week and we're spot on. So let's start up this week real quick. We, you touched on it already, so I think I know the answer to this one. Aaron Rodgers, twenty points. Yeah, way over. Way over on way this over. one. Aaron and that, that's that not okay.
1: saying that it, if Xavier Rhodes comes back, I like it a little less.
0: Yeah, but he's still gonna get his. Yeah, I mean but, uh, Aaron, Aaron will get his against a, a very game Vikings yeah. defense. But I think they're just gonna. There's just too many weapons in Green Bay. Yeah. And I think they're gonna get off. Uh, Lamar Miller, 15.8 points. Lamar looked good week one. What do you see from this week?
1: Easily over. easy over. I mean, he had 28 carries. Let's say he gets eight less carries. Yeah. I
0: still think yeah. that's enough to get him over. He still gets those points, and he probably sneaks into the end zone. Yeah. Uh, another guy we touched on as well. It was a tough matchup for him at home against the Seahawks, Todd Gurley. What do you think? I got him at 15.5 points.
1: I got under. Under. I, yeah. I think, I think until, I mean,
0: until we see. Now, there's always the potential for him to break that 80-yard sure. run. I think he is second only to Adrian Peterson as that guy that can do nothing all game. He and makes then bust a six-yard carry look really nice. Yeah, everything looks, just, but that, everything looks the way it's supposed to look that with Gurley, team was really uh, but the struggling. team looked really bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a Thursday night game. Brandon Marshall at Buffalo. Buffalo's got some good corners. The number is at 12.5. What do you see? Oh,
1: man. Over if he scores a touchdown, under if he doesn't.
0: Wow, you're going on a limb there, buddy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, really yeah, think it's under. That's
0: the way fantasy football works.
1: I, well, I mean, this week if he catches a touchdown, he still only has nine points. Yeah, I think he, he goes, had a tough I week think he one. Goes under, yeah, yeah, I think but I still, I do think he goes under. I think Gilmore goes Thursday, but Gilmore's a beast. Gilmore's a beast. Yeah, yeah. Gilmore's
0: one of the better cover corners in the league. Yeah. Uh, then the last one. This isn't so much an over and under. I just want to know who you think is going to score more points this week: Odell Beckham Jr. or Julio Jones. Both have very favorable Odell. matchups. Odell. You're going Odell yeah, and New Orleans. Yeah, I okay.
1: think New Orleans. I think, yeah.
0: Sure, that works for me. Uh, let's switch now. This is uh, my favorite part of the podcast. I think this is uh, anyone who thinks they're, you know, fantasy football guy, fantasy football elitist, likes to uh, make that decision, that tough decision in your flex spot. Start him, sit him. Who are you going to start? Who are you going to sit? So, Ian, I'm going to rattle off six guys here. I have three of starts, three as sits, and I just want you to react. You let me know if you think I'm on to something here or if you think I'm way off on this one. The first one I feel very confident on, and you already touched on it, Jordan Matthews going at the Bears. I think start. Boss, absolute right? start.
1: In fact... This week I think he's a uh, wide receiver too. Yeah,
0: I think he's elevated to wide receiver 2. I think it's a no-brainer for him. Another guy we already talked about he's going at Baltimore. I mean, I'm sorry, at Cleveland, which is just the the greatest matchup in the world. I like Mike Wallace this week. I think I think he's, you put him in your lineup this week. Maybe get it, maybe I'm a week early on this, but I think you put him well, in your lineup. Well, if
1: because it's Cleveland, yeah. I say you it can't hurt. Yeah. If it was anybody else, mm-hmm. I would say well, I got to see it one more week. Sure. But I'll take the chance against Cleveland. Sure.
0: So will I uh the other one, a guy who looked really good last week, and this is more because of what, um, what Willie Sneed did against the Raiders. But I like Muhammad Sanu as well. I just think oh, it's going to be another shootout. If he's healthy, and I think Sanu If he's healthy, I know he got hurt. Yeah. Other, if
1: he's healthy, then he goes yeah, way up. Sanu off. plays
0: big, and I think that's a that's a very plus plus, yeah. plus flex. Uh, for my sit 'em, my number one sit 'em guy, you touched on him earlier, Eddie Lacy at the Vikings. If the Packers get off the way we think they are, it's going to be through the air. Eddie Lacy didn't look good against Jacksonville. Um, I, and I don't think he can just – I don't think there's any chance he gets it going against Minnesota. No,
1: Minnesota's a very good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked very good against the Titans. They won them that game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And
0: so – So anything Green Bay does yeah, is going to be through the air. So it's not going to be with Eddie Lacy. Uh, the other guy I'm going to tell you to sit, and this is a guy that I know everyone is scrambling to pick up on their fantasy team, uh, Eli Rogers. I just don't think pick him up. Sure, stash him. I don't think this is the week you play him. Yeah, I don't like it versus the Bengals. I just wouldn't necessarily do it.
1: And you saw him again. You if you just look in the stat sheet, then you saw a touchdown, which but if you actually saw the fluky. touchdown, yeah, if you yeah. actually saw the
0: touchdown, the pass wasn't intended for him. I don't love it. Bounced it. off a helmet. It bounced to him. It was I mean, lucky. Pick him I'd up. Just, yeah, I'd pick him who up. Are you sure, gonna but who's going to start him over? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. in week you you're drafted players should still be starting over yes. that guy. I and mean, the, I lost
1: Keenan Allen, and if I picked up Eli Rod, I still, still wouldn't be up picking up the him. Yeah. The
0: last guy um, we talked about not starting secondary options in this game, Will Fuller. We were all over him last week against the Bears. Well, the Chiefs aren't the Bears. I know the Chargers got up on him early, but once Kansas City woke up, they, they hammered down, and nothing happened. Will Fuller, he tries to go deep this week. Well, there's a guy by the name of Eric Berry that's going to be tracking him down the field, so no chance.
1: I still like Will Fuller. You do? I think you ride Houston another week.
0: Great. I'm going to lo- mark that one right now yeah, because I'm going to be interested to mark that as a is chit- the thing scene. that I'm wrong about next that's week. The... <laughs> that's good. That's good, that's going to be the thing that Ian's wrong about this week. Uh, Ian, we got about ten minutes left, and uh, this is something, this is more your foray. This is this yeah. is your baby right here, daily fantasy. How did you, let me ask this. The team that we talked about last week that I drafted won me some money, scored 160 points, and you said I drafted a safe team, and that's exactly what I did. It was across the board, 15 and 20 points from pretty much everyone, top to bottom, including my defense, because I had the Vikings defense that I was all over last week. Uh, and they got me 160 points, which puts me in the money. Um, I think I tripled up my money and from what I put in on it. So it was a, it was a decent little return. Uh, so let's hear it. I know you had Kenny Stills. I know you said Kenny Stills would have Earned you some uh, extra money had he yeah. not dropped that pass.
1: So my best lineup scored one seventy nine. Nice. Um, in the I don't know a million people whatever yeah. I was thirty thousand. So for three bucks it won me nine dollars. Okay. Um, I was pretty happy about that lineup except for I had Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills yeah. And so if he, if doesn't he drop gets, that ball. he doesn't drop that ball it's ten more points That puts
0: you up maybe twelve thousand uh, yeah, right, yeah right. Which is so,
1: cool. but it's still pretty I was still pretty happy okay,
0: so let's hear it this week uh we'll we'll do what we did last week and just go uh just go one for one one for one uh, my quarterback this week I again like I did last week I went cheap I like going cheap in the quarterback position and I went uh, Simeon against the Colts I think he can get his I think uh for fifty two hundred bucks I think he gets a couple touchdowns.
1: I like it. Um, I got Eli Manning. You that start of the week? Yep, start of the week for me against New Orleans. I Which like I'll it.
0: probably build another team with Eli. Yeah,
1: I, I, and Drew Brees is going to go off again, I think, mm-hmm. but not to the degree he did last week. Yeah, and but he that just, New yeah, Orleans defense more money, is not so good. So I think
0: that's a better play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my two starting running backs are two guys we've talked about uh, a lot already today, uh, LeGarrette Blunt and Danny Woodhead, and I'm paying a total of $9,200 for those two players.
1: Uh, and I have Woodhead and C.J. Anderson. Again, I think C.J. Anderson mm-hmm. is the start of the week uh, for running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indianapolis Colts defense that gave up a, almost all of Detroit's points mm-hmm. were to—, uh, to It was like, what, 40-something Everything points to, to running, running back? Adds, uh, and uh, and uh, I don't think Booker's the guy. So think of C.J. Anderson could get anywhere close to those riddick Abdullah numbers. I think that's huge.
0: It's good. Uh, and the way um, I spent little on my two starting running backs, but I feel like I got good value on it, I spent big on the two start um, on two of my starting receivers, two guys that I brought up earlier: Odell Beckham Jr. and Julio Jones. Ninety five hundred for Odell against the Saints. Ninety two hundred for Julio at Oakland. I think those are your two best starts at the receiver position, and I feel pretty happy to have them both on my team.
1: Yeah, I went uh, AJ Green. Um, mm-hmm. I could definitely go Odell, mm-hmm. especially like Odell with the stack. Mm-hmm. But just to be a little different, and not, so we don't give everybody too many yeah. duplicates, I went I, I'd go AJ Green, Brandon Cooks, and Kenny Stills. Um, thir- okay, so you're sticking with Stills. I'm going with Stills again because okay. Jarvis Landry is probably going to get a, a huge dose of McCordy uh, or Malcolm Butler. Mm-hmm. And I think Kenny Stills really can get behind that secondary. Okay. And I, I just, for 3,400, mm-hmm. for 400 over the minimum, yeah. I'm going to take a chance on he catches that default.
0: Okay. My uh, my third receiver was actually Alan Hearns at San Diego. Um, I think Erns got target Hearns got targeted a lot. He got caught a lot of passes. The one thing he didn't do last week was get in the end zone. Something that I think everyone who had Hearns was accustomed to getting last year. So I think Hearns probably gets into the end zone this week against the San Diego team that Jacksonville, for all intents' purposes, should win that football game, even though it's in San Diego. But as we said, who goes to San Diego Chargers football games? That's why they want to get out of there so bad. Uh, my flex. Ian, is Mike Wallace, another guy against the Browns, deep threat, get in, get in the end zone. I think Mike Wallace, Alan Hearns, Julio Jones, and Odell are four of my top picks to get in the end zone. Yeah. And I got them all on my team this week.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's the same amount of money. Almost, uh, I spent $100 more on my flex, and I went Melvin Gordon. Yep. But I, I kind of really like Touchdown your Mike Wallace yep. pick. Yep. But if, uh, if I can get the same kind of production against sure. a worse defense this week. Why not? Um, Why not have them? Yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I like that. I went Melvin Gordon. At tight end, I went Clive Walford. Okay, you saw oh, how uh, the yeah. tight ends did against Sure, Sabaron so uh, got in the end zone, yeah. Right, Cameron Brate had a pretty good game. Yeah, so yeah. between the two of them, I went Clive Walford, who was very cheap for the at the tight end he position. He is cheaper.
0: I spent a little bit more money at my tight end position. Uh, I said it earlier. Lions gave up three touchdowns uh, to tight ends last week, and uh, Delaney Walker is good. And yeah. I think... Uh, I think Mariota needs to cut down on the turnovers, and one way to do it is to get it to your big tight end who will be in favorable matchups. I don't know why DeAndre Levy wasn't on Dwayne Allen a lot uh, in Week 1. I don't know where that got lost. It just seemed like Allen, with that double move, was getting whatever he wanted. And really, with Tahir White and DeAndre Levy, the Lions should be better covering covering tight tight ends. Those are two really, really good linebackers, especially in coverage, both of them. So I don't really get how it got lost. I don't know if they're putting too much emphasis on the wide receivers, the three wide receivers, but... It was very interesting to see, so I've almost just talked myself out of liking Delaney Walker because I just don't understand why the tight ends got off the way they did. Maybe it was just Andrew Luck more than the actual tight ends. But nonetheless, my team is submitted, so I have Delaney Walker. I'm not too mad about it. Um, But because of all those high-priced guys, I was down to nothing for defense. Me too. So I went to the Jacksonville Jaguars at San Diego just because I think they're going to win.
1: Yeah, and they'll probably get some turnovers. You yeah. know, Phillip Rivers will can force himself. I went the Cowboys. Um, they were pretty cheap. Oh, they have okay. a very bad defense, but they're playing a, a Washington team that showed me nothing less this week. Sure. And so I think the Cowboys aren't a bad pick for the money. Yeah, neither
0: one of us are thrilled with our defenses, obviously, but you don't really... You don't really win because of your defense. No. I mean, your defense if is I a If I could find a, 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 a way to
1: get the Vikings' defense, at, well, maybe not this week yeah, against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, maybe not this week. But the Vikings, but yeah, the Vikings future, helped last
0: week. Yeah. Right, yeah. I the mean, Vikings won me
1: some money last week. Right.
0: So, Ian, that's it. I don't know if you have a final thought that you want to throw out there. I don't know if you want to tell me how many points you think Cam Newton's going to get this week. Um, a, a lot
1: more than I said
0: last so week. So, more than 10. So, what are we saying? Is he going to Is he gonna beat? Well, let ask you this. Cam Newton last week got 22.1 points. Does he get more this week?
1: Yeah, he gets more this week.
0: <laughs> Home with San Fran, he better get more yeah. this week. Or you're a Cam Newton owner who is very angry yeah. at your wasted second-round pick if he Be- can't put up 20 if points If he can't put San 20 points
1: against San Fran, who he has to play twice during the season and yeah. then has to play the Seahawks twice mm-hmm. during the season, mm-hmm. then, you know, you've that's
0: wrong group. He's only going to play them once. He's going to play the Falcons and the Saints. He'll oh, I'm sorry. Saints you're right. Though. You're right. will right. the Saints you're right. So when he gets those Saints, oh, you're right. Oh you my goodness. He might get 86 points. Yeah, you got to love him. Never mind. He that might was get totally wrong. Points.
1: We'll just cut it's that okay, part. It's okay, man. Out. It's
0: fantasy football. No, I want to keep that in. So I'm going to talk really fast so you cannot cut that part out. And this was fun, man. I mean, uh, this is what we're going to do. It was every good. It was week. a lot.
1: There was a lot of. I think we feel, feel like we could have done a whole another podcast. Just on everything that happened week one.
0: There's a lot of content, but I want you guys to listen to this in one car ride. This right. is what I want. I want it's you to perfect. just phone and think you about live... this. Don't look at your phone. Just hear what we're saying and let it sink in. Because yeah. sometimes we're going to be right.
1: Most Metro Detroit commutes are about 35 to 40 minutes. Yeah. And this is a perfect podcast for your ride to work
0: or ride home. You got it, man. You got the sultry voice of Ian, and you got the really fast, sped-up voice of me. Do I, I you listen, listen to your
1: podcast like, on one and a half? I have to, man. I wonder how fast we sound on one and a half. I am
0: just Woo! flying through this. Ian, this was fun. We'll get you next week, guys, and we'll do the exact same thing. We'll kind of wrap up. Week two next week we'll look back at some of the predictions that we made and see if we were right or wrong because you gotta know if you should believe us or not. And then uh, we'll look at your DraftKings lineup for next week. We'll do our over and under again. We'll look at our start and sits in the flex position. Ian, this was good, brother. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week, huh?
1: See you next week. Uh, check back at the end of the week on iTunes. I may have a very short update to our daily fantasy lineups. I like it because we make a lot of changes throughout the week, and I think you should get the best lineup in for Sunday. So check back. We'll have a short little podcast at the end of the week.
0: Beautiful. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.